Hey, Scott, why don't you bring us in? <laughs> Wait, oh, oh, that was we being serious? Oh, yeah. I, I thought I we were f***ing around. Gonna, I have no idea what's going on. I thought he was going to try it, but I guess not. So I guess uh, we'd start off the podcast with something from Canada again. Hey, Ethan, again. you bring us in since you know how to do it. Welcome back to the Gun Show Podcast. Test, test, test. Don't do that. Don't do that. You ruined it. It was good, and then it wasn't good. Good, good. Now. <laughs> so last podcast, we talked about Colt Canada. Canada? No, that was the word we know how to pronounce. It's Canada. What's the other one? Dimaccio. Dimaco. Dimaco. Dimaco? There's not a Ashio on the end of the Dimaccio. I was way off. <laughs> I said Joe Montaigne. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's. <laughs> reading it phonetically, Sambanka? it's it's Dimaco. Would Di you guys Maco. care for some Ors Duvors? <laughs> I really thought that was a pronounced. Or Duvres. Ors Duvors, right? That's that's how it's spelled. So seriously, I've did no Canadians mistake, jump so. on our Facebook and tell us how to say Cold Canada? <laughs> we, we can't we be no the only idea. people asking the question. So someone somewhere has already queried how to spell. Diamaco, 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 D I E M A C O, Diamaco. I think. Slow motion. I'm trying to find a YouTube video. Maybe somebody else could say it. And so then we wouldn't what, have to worry about it. What about the rifle? So, well, yeah, we talked uh, last podcast about uh, Colt uh, Canadia um, getting a contract to build some rifles for the SAS, specifically M4s, and we made fun of bullpups. And uh, right after that podcast, I discovered an article where Colt Canada <laughs> is going to build some civilian guns. Yay. Ooh. Evidently, evidently the civilians Did you in say Canada. Yay or a? Yes, evidently the Canadians can own rifles, and they don't have to be awful ones. See, that threw me through a loop. I thought it was something. I thought they couldn't own things that were akin to what but the military. Here's the used, thing: if you, you look at the pictures, there's no magazines in the guns. Oh, that's why they're single shot. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I think that's All just the picture. They'll all be the pump action, like the sure Troy have, pump action. Oh, rifles. wow, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, no, they're little 10-rounders. Yeah, they can have 10-round mags. 30-round yeah. uh, mags if there are felonies or their version of it. Um, so, yeah, so the, they're going to have two models, a 20-inch and a 15-7, and I guess that's because they don't have the same you know, barrel length regulations we do. Uh, so the 20-inch would fall in the unrestricted category, I want to say. And the uh, the fifteen seven would fall in the restricted. I can't remember. They have weird categories over there. Well, it's interesting. It says that their fifteen point seven inch is going to be a heavy barrel with special forces weapon sleeve. Yeah, I believe the special forces weapon sleeve is something we see hanging off the C eight C eight C eight guns that the Canadian military carries, and it's a uh, some sort of suppressor mount thingy. From what I've seen, was or that grenade the muzzle mount. device? Yeah, the muzzle device we talked about. Ah. It's this odd looking. If you guys could jump on, uh, this looks like a bird cage. The internet. Well, the flash hider's still on the end, but it's got a weird sleeve, kind of like the Ops Inc. stuff that they put on the sniper yep. rifles for the American military. It's kind of like that, where where it has a sleevey deal on the end right before the flash hider. Anyways, you guys should jump on the internet, check out the C8 muzzle devices of the Colt Canada. 15.7 barrel and uh, take a look at that thing and tell us what you think and if somebody out there knows 
uh, specifically what suppressor goes on there or what it's for. Maybe it's for grenade launchers. I don't. Yeah, know. I know we got a Canadian running around out there. Like we someone got people knows like what's in going on. Weird places, like well, I mean, far you, away as I don't know. California is pretty far. We got like here. Sweden. We've got. We've definitely got somebody from at least Kansas. Yeah, there was a guy in uh, Florida, I think, too. That's so at that's least like, an hour yeah. away. That's pretty far. Yeah. Make sure you head over to Facebook.com slash Gun Show Podcast and like us. More Canadian likes. I hear we get more money for that. Hey. Affirmative action. <laughs> hey. Yeah, more international likes. Um, well, here's the interesting thing about oh. that rifle uh-huh. is that it's going to be a one in seven twist. That's good. Fixed front sights with a bayonet lug and a six position adjustable stock. Sure, the standard, you know, the standard configuration. The standard. I couldn't think of it. Uh, Ambi sling plate and it's going to have a military standard 1913 rail on top. This so flat totally top. doesn't sound like a 6920. <laughs> but well, here's the thing about it. 15.7. Wait, what? Yeah. So they're going to actually be allowed to have some of the things that. Uh, American citizens can't even have in California. Aww. Oh, that's true. Yeah, if you guys voted for Leland Yee, I don't care. Yeah. 300,000 of them. 300,000 of you. Vote for Leland Yee. It's your team. Mm. So sad. So, now that's... The Canadian gun laws, I find very interesting, and I noticed this on the Tavor. Uh, The Canadians uh, don't have the import restrictions that we do here in America. So they can buy things like uh, Norinco rifles and pistols and things like uh, Tavor rifles. They've been able to import them from Israeli uh, for a while now. From Israeli. Yeah. Uh, but Israel, but, you know, whichever. Yeah, that's what I said. What did I say? So the... Uh, <laughs> but uh, 18 inches, I believe, is the mark where where you whereby you don't have to have a special permit to own the gun. That's the anything shorter than that you have to have the special permit. I forget what they're called. And they called. have some wild stuff like the the permits for sub sub eighteen inch. You have to like notify every single time. Yeah, you take it out of gun safe. Yeah, they've like got that. some interesting laws up there. Uh, but anything over eighteen inches, like I said, it's treated just like a regular rifle. Yeah, the thing is, it doesn't matter the configuration. Well, even these rifles are going to still be sold as a restricted. Oh, really? Yeah, because both models are classified as restricted firearms oh. under Canadian law. So maybe okay. they just made an internal change to their law. Yada, yeah. Yada. Yeah. I guess my my question was, what the heck is Colt thinking trying to sell it in the states? Not that it's a bad gun, but it's just like, what's the what's the point? Well, you know? they're not selling it here; they're selling it in Canada. What do you mean? Maybe I'm total. I thought they were selling it here as well. No, well, no, oh, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. Just All to the right. Canadians. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll tell you what. It seems to you know. Yeah, maybe I don't think there's any room for them here. Maybe like it's because we're in the states, but you don't hear a lot of like kickback. The Canadians don't seem to be pissed off about. Their restrictive or what we would consider restrictive firearms laws. You know? Well, they. But that's again, maybe that's just us. We're here. We see what we see. Right, right. The the thing with Canada's laws is they they had universal long gun registration, right? A rifle. Maybe it wasn't long gun. Maybe it was a rifle. Either way, uh, there wasn't a lot of outcry, not public outcry that we saw. But then again, there wasn't a lot of. Uh, compliance with the law it was pretty much universal you know uh, uh what do you call it what do you call it um the thing where you don't follow the law um, oh uh, uh what am i trying to say stop hang on this is painful people are i'm gonna get this their i'm gonna now. get this they're like you know we, we they just yeah, some guy's just beating his iphone against his dashboard <laughs> right now come on <laughs> 
Civil disobedience. Civil disobedience. Why didn't you say that earlier? So it was. It was. Thank you. And the guy's looking at a smoking iPhone just in pieces, like. Maybe I overreact. So the Canadians, in in pretty much universal civil disobedience, uh, didn't comply with the gun registration laws. Uh, Canada spent lots of money on on these laws. I think they and they had them for years, a, a very long period of time, and uh, and nobody complied with it. So they uh, repealed them, which is something we don't do here in America for some reason. Um, we've had r- similar ridiculous laws that hasn't amounted to anything no crimes have been solved by by the states that have to have uh um spent cases right none not one not one single crime so we have well, these well i oh. wait, uh, <laughs> nice <laughs> nice <laughs> so unlike canada we don't we don't repeal the law we just leave it in place spend more money on it sometimes we double down you know Hey, spent cases and uh, micro stamping. Yeah, that's what we need to do. Hey. Oh, oh, we need to put tracers in all gunpowder. Oh, that's yeah. pretty neat, huh? Smart gun technology. You can I- tell it's smart by the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> so at least the Canadians are smarter than us in that respect. They did repeal that well, law. Well, I think, and I think I know where they're going. Where are they going? Polar bears. They're going to well, legalized. These guns uh-huh. to deal with the polar bear issue. Because, wait. Because of the bears? <laughs> you can tell they're bears because, because they're the way polar they are. bears, and you can tell they're polar bears by the way they are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty neat, huh? Did you know the polar bear's fur is actually clear? <laughs> We're not going to do this, are we? <laughs> Their skin is black. Is that is that it, too? I don't know about that. You've been shaving polar bears? I'm not a zoologist, man. <laughs> what are you, a park ranger now? I'm not a bearologist. <laughs> anyway, what I'm getting at, some kid got eaten by a polar bear. Yes. Because the chaperone guide person right. didn't know how to work the safety on a K-9. Well, assuming that the story is good, which is probably a poor assumption on our part, uh, a story comes out of... Norway, uh, I think it said. Norway, which is in Canada, right? Yes. And uh, some people went camping in polar bear country, and evidently the polar bear didn't like it, so the polar bear attacked them and injured some of them and ate one of them to death, at least, that we know about. Uh, but the yes, story it, comes... it was in Norway. Norway, Aha. yeah, see? Svalbard Island really? in Norway. He pronounced that Island. perfectly, by the way. Right. <laughs> Happy Leif Erikson Day! <laughs> Heather, Heather, Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> but but the story comes to us that says uh, one of the guide type people with a gun uh, was a Mauser K98 in this case, uh, the ubiquitous Mauser that uh, everybody should probably be familiar with if they're into guns at all. Uh, evidently, this guy didn't know how to take the safety off the Mauser, and in the in the I don't know extreme. Suing, uh craziness i don't know extremely stressful time of having a polar bear eat your fellow campers it's a dynamic critical incident dynamic (laughs) critical incident in this uh in this in this stressful time arctic edition this fella didn't squeeze off any shots he just kept cycling the. he just cycled the bolt five times till he ran out of bullets so no, then no, some no. other person that watched it, yeah, I he kept he, pulling I the trigger he, and nothing happened, so he just cycled it. Then someone yeah, left watched the safety it, realized what happened, yeah. grabbed a round off the ground, 
and put it back in the gun and fired it. And I guess that's how they killed the bear or scared the bear off or whatever. Wow. Wow. So so the lesson to be taken here is uh, don't carry them out. No. Don't camp in polar bear cut. No. Know your firearm, right? Well, this guy's best, carrying the gun, dude, and it's completely useless ever, to him. I don't know if I've ever put a safety on, That's on a K-98. True. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the K-98 safety... If you're going to carry around in the chamber, you're going to have is it on, the, right? Yeah, it's got the flippy, flippy one on okay. the back, I like, right? I was trying to remember what it If anybody's like. familiar with it, it is a it is a 180-degree paddle, paddle yeah. on the back of the bolt that you have to flip all the way around to shoot it. Um, and it's it's a very common uh, firearm pattern uh, to shoot. Now, I don't know if this person was just overly stressed because you hear about weird things, cops putting their their rounds back in their pocket you know if this guy never took the safety off he just always left it on never had to shoot anybody in a well, stressful situation what it situation. sounds like is i don't think it was a guide like it wasn't someone that was or what maybe it wasn't weapons. his gun was given yeah like i yeah. think what it's it alluded to was that it was like a chaperone an adult educated because it was a school trip it was some sort of oh. exploration school or something yeah. like that and they were given like cursory this is how the gun is the gun, and you can tell by the way it is. Uh, according and to the, that was it. According to the Guardian, training of the use of the Mauser 98K rifle had been limited to some general handling and firing of four shots. So they um, shot the thing at least. We gotta give them that. That's more training than I got in the Air Force. That's true. Uh, but it says a good rifle drill is essential as the present. Case demonstrates. Likewise, the party appears to have been unaware of where the spare ammunition was stored. So oh. not only did they eject those those unspent rounds, they also they also didn't, didn't know, know where, where the extra ammo was. may have been right. located. So this is not this is just and this is firearms related, but but in the the in fact it's just poor preparation related, right? If this hadn't been a firearm, if this had been an axe with some weird sheath that you had to have a take off a certain way and you didn't know how to do it we'd, we'd have the same problem right this yep. guy couldn't get the sheath off he couldn't get the bear with the axe okay or bear mace or bear mace and it had a special twist tie top that nobody bothered to look at before they went and they couldn't untwist it before they, okay so but but because this is a firearms related podcast uh i think we should concentrate on if you've got a gun you should know how to use it mm-hmm. and it says, uh, well, on Even, here, yeah. this is this is kind of one of the interesting things about it. Uh, the way that the Guardian wrote this is that it said, each bullet fell harmlessly to the ground because the 80-year-old weapon was set up wrongly. Okay? Apparently, there were four shots before the fatal shot was fired to kill the bear. Maybe other people were shooting at well, it? It's very badly written, like most you know, news It articles. also says in another paragraph, it says, if the rifle had been stored properly, it is likely to have fired correctly. That Safety off, chamber Safety ready off, or chamber, something like that. Chamber empty? Yep. Safety off, chamber empty? Maybe they stored it with a round of the chamber safety on, which I would be okay with. I'd rather not. I mean, that's on how a we bolt do. gun? Yeah, I'd rather not. But That's yeah. how I run shotguns. Hammer yeah. down, action, action free, yeah. and just no, not on a dead chamber. Yeah, I prefer Scott to run a saying. bolt gun. Yeah. Scott was saying leave it empty yeah, with the safety they, off, and that way as soon yeah. as you shoulder it, you just cycle it, yeah, you do put a round it, in there, you do a go. natural manipulation now, with the gun. Now, you know, if I think I'm in a dangerous area, maybe, you know, round of the chamber safety on, but 
you know, either way, I should be familiar. I should be able to run the gun either way. I pick up the gun. Uh, there's a round in the chamber. Safety's on. I should be able to run it. If I pick up the gun, there's not a round in the chamber. The safety's off. I should be able to run it. I should be able to run the gun. And the re- well, the, re- and the reason I say that, and this is just something you can take away from anyone in general. If if ever you're looking for a good way to store shotguns, barring you don't have like children or, or an exceptional person in your family around, um, you have to perform a 180 degree gross malfunction to get the gun into battery for a bolt gun or or a pump gun. Right. So it's generally regarded as an okay practice. Yeah. Know? Yeah. There's no, I so agree. Large, I agree wholeheartedly. You and know, even with small right. children in the house, you can leave a shotgun leaning up in the corner of the house. You know, uh, the kid may you know be able to mess with a shotgun, but they're not going to get a, a shell into the chamber. But we're not telling you to do. No, that. I wouldn't recommend it. But we're not uh, telling you anything that you can or can't do. You do what you want to do with there your are, guns. In there your are there are uh, gun storage safety laws. Actually, that actually we I think that's still illegal with. because leaving a firearm within accessible reach of a minor, of a minor. is still illegal. Period. Technically, yes. There are laws. <laughs> this is not Vietnam. Scott. This is not. Uh, the <laughs> there, yeah, and check there your local laws for your storage uh, storage things. But even if you even if you stored the gun with a locked uh, one of those cool locky deals, chamber locks, or one of those you know saddle locks or something like that, and lean up against the wall with an empty chamber. You, that way, you'd have to do two things to mm-hmm. get to it. And you know, um, I think, but it tells us that. If you really think you're going to end up maybe shooting a bear, saving someone's life, shooting a bad guy, you know, I, I don't know. Even even in a hunting situation where you get that buck fever, right? Or or maybe, you know, you, you go that I'm about to get eaten by a bear fever. Or, uh, yes. Then places enough stress on us where we can foul something up if we don't have enough training. And here's the thing I think uh, Patrick Kelly told us uh, when we interviewed him. uh was handle the gun. Even if you can't go out and shoot it a lot, you know, just get handle the gun. Get familiar with it. Load it, unload it, you know, run the bolt, play with the safety, play with the, the releases, play with the take the bolt out, put the bolt Buy back in. Buy some snap caps. Well, sure, if you want to spend money. I well, I mean, there's some maroon pretty cheap. snap caps out there that are all metal. Those are Easy. really nice. No, those are the Lyman's, I think. And I've got some. If you're afraid you're yeah. going to damage your Dummy gun with dry ammo, firing it. Caps. But sure. it's nice because you want to know how to manipulate it. You want to know how to load the magazine. You know, you want to make sure that you got the magazine seated to chamber around. And you want to make sure that you're able to pull a slide back far enough to chamber around. And I know I practiced when I when I started shooting um, vintage rifle matches. You do some rapid fire where you have to reload from a stripper clip. And the Mauser is the same way, except they call it a charger because they're European. Ooh. Ooh. So uh, with the American version, which is a stripper clip, I had to get some dummy ammo and practice that because, you know, who loads under pressure from a stripper clip anymore? Well, that guy didn't, <laughs> and he probably should have. Uh, but but uh, he didn't even know where the stripper clips would have been located. Yeah, that's, that's a lot you know, of that, Well, the thing I think that, that I'm getting is that they kind of give you the gun as like, a, oh, see a bear Yeah, yeah. Afar, if you ever need it, give yeah, it a here's warning a gun, shot. Yeah. It wasn't a... This kid was already getting like ripped out of his tent. It, yeah, like, he came had up already been pulled out by the head. Yeah, it was getting yeah. nibbled on. Yeah, and well, it, well, there were four other people that ended up being injured as well. But and they also said that they can't guarantee that had he even been able yeah, to fire the shot, sure. it would have saved him. Yeah, because they said once the first, it, once it began, he tried to stand up. The bear knocked him down, and he never moved after that. Well, and we're not saying that you know. The the answer to the situation was more firearms training to whoever was handling the gun or whoever was there. What we're saying is it's a good idea for our listeners and their friends and their family to be proficient 
with the firearms under stress uh, that they're going to rely on. That's all we're saying. It's it's a good lesson to take away from this. Another might be stay out of bear country. Um, I don't know. Uh, give your Mauser to somebody else. Uh, ooh, get a thicker tent. <laughs> That's terrible. With bear armor? <laughs> I, I don't know. You got to get one of those coolers to live in, the, the bear-proof coolers. Yeah. There's, bear, there's bear-proof coolers? Yeah. Or, or you just need to keep, like, Coca-Cola around. Oh, because the polar bears love the Coke. You, you put Maybe the, during... <laughs> that's, how, that's how you do... You leave a six-pack of Coca-Cola, you know, about 50 yards away from your tent, and that way when the bear pops up, you know he's there. You're like, bear's here. And they'll also kind of... you kind of lean back. And if he hands and go, it to a penguin, you know he's cool. Or you could just start a song. You do... Oh, I, I get it. I get it. What, I forget how it starts the... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what just Hang happened. on. No, I know the song. Hang on. Stop. Is this a segue? I... <laughs> It's a segue to our Christmas Carol album. <laughs> All the bare necessities, the simple. But you sing the Jungle Book song, and if you start singing back, boom, you know you got a bear in your midst. No, 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 no wrong. Well, think, that's the jungle. It's a that bear. That works with like I gray don't know bears. It's a that bear. Being Why you got to be racist? I like said that. black bears and polar bears. You're such a bearist. <laughs> no, nothing. Okay. Uh, Zing. <laughs> But yeah, the the I still think the lesson is know your firearm, know where the safety is, uh, practice manipulating it under stress, know where the extra ammo is. Well, how many times have we seen that in bad movies where they get the shotgun, the double barrel shotgun, and they put the two shells in it, and then and they fire they, it twenty times, yeah, and then they got to go find the rest of the ammo. You talk about training and and using your firearm sure. under stress. Uh huh. Everybody has had a girlfriend or a, has a wife at some point in their life. Uh-huh. You know how easily you can scare them even though they know it's you. Uh, no. Why don't you tell us more about that, like, Martin? I'm just talking about like <laughs> if you're sitting there and you're watching a scary movie and you scare them. Like you, on purpose? Yeah. That's kind of mean, don't you think? I, I wholeheartedly agree that it's mean. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. My girlfriend carries a knife. People get divorced, I've heard, over stuff like that. Or stabbed. Or stabbed, which I don't know which one's worth. I think I'd rather be stabbed. I don't know. How long is a knife? Are we talking, you know, six and a half inch well, serrated blade? I'm actually blade? just disappointed that he's not wearing stab protection. I'm working on it. <laughs> he's wearing stab. He puts on his stab proof vest. No, I do have stab protection. It's called not Rock Paper Glock him. 19. Rock Paper <laughs> Glock 19? <laughs> Where's the rock? Do you know how shaky you get? How some people start to lose dexterity in their hands? High stress causes the ood loop, like we talk all about. All sorts of problems. You 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 have adrenaline dump. You have you know, uh, like you said, uh, your ood loop gets gets malfunctioned and, and interrupted. Your your gross motor skills go out the window. Your fine motor skills go out the window because of the the electrical impulse blasting through your body and the adrenaline blowing through your system. I mean, all of those things can can have a problem, and that's why we train to overcome those issues. You have to do it to a point that you should do things like that to the point that they're subconscious. That's the bottom line. And that's where I'm going with this. Yes. We I just read an article. Uh, I think it was uh, Ken Hackathorn actually was 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 talking about it. And he was talking about 1911s and how they they really. You know, it goes back and forth, like how they're not a, 
do they are they still here? Are they not here? Are they right. are they applicable? Yes and no. There's a right answer and a wrong answer, and I believe that there's a right answer and a wrong answer to owning a 1911. Sure. Um, but he's like, if you own a 1911, I guarantee you're the king of malfunction clearance and immediate action. He's yeah. like, I see guys that shoot those things so much, and they're so used to doing IADs on it that they won't even know they did it. He'll be like, hey, that was a nice tap rack, and they're like, what tap rack? I took a I took a instructor that it. said if you can get through my entire class with a 1911, Pincus. Yeah. Uh, um, I took a class with a fellow yes. who was rocking a yeah. uh, Glock uh, 21. It was his issued uh, uh, sidearm, which is a full size, full size 45. 45. Yeah. 13 plus one, good gun. Uh, but this gentleman had some worn out uh, magazine springs mm-hmm. on one of his mags. And when he'd run that mag, about every third or fourth time, he'd have a malfunction. Well, he might have been a 1911 aficionado because he was so quick at clearing that malfunction. I had to, Somebody had to point it out. He cleared that malfunction. Uh, no, he didn't. He was just shooting. No, no, he was that quick. And uh, that is another part of what we're talking about. We're talking about training. We're talking about unconscious. This guy probably didn't even know he was clearing a malfunction. The gun went click instead of bang. He did what he did, and he kept shooting, right? So and it was so quick we didn't notice he he probably noticed because the gun went click instead of bang and you have to start the operation but after that it probably like you said it was subconscious you're just clearing malfunctions can't sit there and have the same malfunction you train on over and over every third round it fails every second round it fails it needs to be random sure. because when it, you actually get into it who knows what your brain goes to? Oh, you yeah, fire no, two rounds, you drop that mag, and you reach for your belt, and you're like, oh, I don't even have my belt I on. Think that and you, you never had a malfunction. You can only train to so much, right? Right, but that's what I'm saying. Mix there is it a up. point of diminishing return. Right. Don't, don't just do it over and over and over. Return. Yeah, there's no point in training every day, all day, for a weak-handed one, you know, a weak-handed, uh, you know, uh, well, you'll burn clearance. Out. Dra- yeah, yeah. I've talked to people about this. In fact, especially with you said drawing out of a holster, because a lot of schools will not allow you to carry an IWB holster in a class. Sure. For obvious reasons, yeah. I agree with it Safety. wholeheartedly. Sure. So I, I asked uh, um, the the gentleman that you know he runs a big school, and uh, and I said, so what you know, because you say that you don't allow them. So what do you endorse? Because you carry concealed. Is it? Yeah, sure. absolutely. So what do you? How do you train if you don't let them? He says, like, go go to the range by yourself. 15 draws. That's it. Yeah. Do 15 slow, methodical draw and reholster. Just fire a shot, maybe two. That's it. Do 10 to 15, no more, and let it go. There's always diminishing points of return in training, and you have to figure out what that is for you. If you, uh, you know, uh, if your if your draw is fantastic out of your pocket carry, but it's not out of your duty gun, and maybe you have two different setups. You know, maybe you need to train one, maybe you need to train the other. Um, Maybe you don't need to practice uh, malfu- clearance drills, malfunctions, as you do reload because maybe you carry a seven-round something or a five-round mm-hmm. something, right? Uh, maybe you need to practice, you know, I, I don't know, um, you know, shooting from weird positions because you have little kids. Maybe you need to practice strong hand only because you got little kids that you might be carrying around. Um, there's all sorts of things that maybe you need to practice more than another person would, and, and we all have to figure that out for ourselves. But I think what's important is... Um, learning to do everything that we could possibly do, that's always a plus. And things that we can't train to, uh, visualize. Because even if you... Studies show that if you visualize something, you mentally walk through it. 
you will be better at it when you have to do it. Absolutely. And you can do it quicker, faster, and better. So I think an important thing here to remember is, plus if you visualize it, you can go through things like, okay, if I have to pick up this gun, I'm going to flip this safety off right here. I'm going to I'm gonna run the bolt. I'm going to point at the bear. I'm going to pull the trigger. Okay, now what happens if I do that five times? I'll need to reload. And I stick the stripper clip. Wait, where are the stripper clips? Oh, I'm sorry, charger, because it's a mountain. <laughs> Where are the chargers at? Ah, oh, we keep the chargers over here. And now you know. You've walked through it mentally. Uh, you have a uh, a way of of going through all the steps and not missing one. So, yeah. So there is there is diminishing points of return for training. I think we still need to train for something so they're, so they're unconscious. Uh, like you said, drawing, uh, you know, getting the sight on the target, manipulation, pull the trigger. Cold, subconscious, and on demand. Yep. So, you know, and... And even hunters need to do the same thing, right? Absolutely. And 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 you know, target shooters and fill in the blank. Everybody needs to train to at some point. Um, and hopefully, something like this doesn't happen to you or anybody you know. So, what do you got next for us, Scott? So, in Georgia, uh, the first day uh, where their laws took effect, changing their open carry policies and laws and dogs and dog laws. Um, there was some uh, some shenanigans that went on in a convenience store between two open carriers. Um, basically, what happened was uh, one open carrier went up to another open carrier and demanded to see his firearms license and identification and, and such. Uh, the second man, um, oh, and put, took his gun out of his holster. Uh, the second man said he didn't have to show him anything, um, paid for his purchases, left the store, called the police, and uh, the police showed up and arrested the first guy for, according to this, uh, disorderly conduct for pulling his gun out in the store. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, And this is, of course, the first day. This was picked up by the news because this is the first day of, uh, of course. the guns everywhere, quote-unquote, law. Uh, which previously you couldn't carry, like Texas, you couldn't carry in bars, nightclubs, classrooms, certain government buildings, that sort of thing. And now you can. And so they picked this up. And um, I just wanted to point this out. Uh, come at this from two ways. Uh, one way is um, the the gun person, uh, in this case, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but they gave us his name because he was arrested. Um, let's call him the jerk. Uh, the the first guy, the jerk who demanded to see the idea of the other guy. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, I don't know. We what... just kind of thought he was like, oh, looks like a crazy old man. Yeah, I don't know why someone would just demand to see somebody else's ID. Like, why can't he demand it from you? I... Anyway, I'm inclined to believe there's something else. This is one of those. This is still one of those. Stop! You're doing more harm than good. You're not helping our you side. You just proved you just yeah, proved you just, everyone's. You theory. proved the other side's arguments. Yeah, but well, you proved ours. The guys that say tactically speaking, you just made yourself a target. Luckily, this guy didn't just shoot you, or you know, for drawing yeah. your be gun a violent on him. Person. He, yes. No, 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 no. As, I mean, the guy open carrying the defendant that was open carrying just basically turned guy, himself yeah. into the a good shit magnet. Yeah, for he no reason. He just attracted unwanted attention for no reason. Yep. Because he had his gun. Yeah, because he had his carrying. gun on him. Yeah. But um, the other guy was open carrying as right. well. But don't start none, and there won't be none, in the words of Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> so you're saying that 
he shouldn't have open carried the good Correct. guy. Well, so, it, he's making the argument, right? Yeah, I mean, he's making my yeah, argument. Yeah, the, the guy is making the argument for the people that tell you don't open carry. Yeah, because I'm anti-open carry from How a tactic standpoint. From a tactic standpoint. That's a very oh, good right. point. But he's, Nobody's going to come up and yell at your face. It's legal to carry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with him doing that. He didn't bring anything upon himself other than, well, in this case, a guy that thought he was the law. Right. And two gay guys can go in front of a church and start making out with each other. That's totally legal. Right. It's probably not going to be well received. It's totally legal. Yeah, Depending well, that's the, that's the, the day, thing probably. we that's the thing we talk about, right? We talk about we understand you have the right to do it. We understand that you can do it, and it's your American, you know, by God right to do it. But don't be a jerk about it, man. But was There's he? No I thought I that. thought all he did was go in, go to buy what he wanted, and or while he was standing there in line, a guy went up to him and said, "Hey, Basically. let me see your permit for that gun." And then he pulled his gun out yeah. of his holster. The guy was like, whatever, well, dude. Well, this is the... Paid his bill and left. Uh-huh. And this is the perfect example of one, what not to do, and one, what to do. If you have the crazy guy up in your face and you're a gun guy, don't draw down and double down and make it crazy. You know, er, just leave. Yeah. Crazy yeah. sweet disarm. Crazy. Cra- Ooh, that would been great. Sprain his thumb. Some nunchucks. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I prefer, sweep the leg. I prefer size. Walk away, dude. Just break the wrist. Walk, Walk away. away. So the gotta have American flag pants on for that. Yes, thing. that'd be awesome if he had American flag pants on. So, but this is, this is we have both sides here. We got the guy who's calm, collective. Some jerk gets up in his face. He goes, "Go away." Goes about his business. Calls the cops on the jerk uh, who was arrested. Uh, thank goodness. Um, hopefully, they'll take away his firearms permit if he has one. I don't know. It may turn out this guy doesn't have one, right? Because he's a he's a dumb enough jerk to get in somebody's face for no reason. Or you're going to find out that he was trying to be a cop and then didn't get to make it. Yeah, one of those people. Or he was a cop for like three months and then let go. Listen. For pulling his gun on too many people. (laughs) Stereotypes are there for a reason. Let's not give the other side, right, more ammunition. But we know that's going to happen regardless. I really yeah, do want to hear. Like, I hope they. I, I just, they probably won't. I just want to hear a statement from that guy. Like, why? Like, what? What compelled you? Give oh it, yeah. Uh, assuming that he's mentally fit enough. Sure. To give you know a deposition, I just want to hear what. Why what his like, excuse what was, was? What his reasoning was? Yeah. Like, why? Maybe there's more to the story. Maybe there's. And as enough? you heard earlier, Shop Dog was here. I mean, excuse me, Studio Dog. We're not in a shop. Yeah. Studio yeah. Studio Dog decided to weigh in as uh-huh. well. So. Yeah. Well, Studio Dog has her own opinion, and she was she's, not she's happy. She had very vehement this. opinions on these things. I mean, yeah. that's her opinion, man. That's her opinion. So, this ammunition we give the other side. We get this. We get the first day of more like open that. carry. We give him an ammunition. We give him ammunition. No ammo pun intended. These days, I don't give ammo to anybody. <laughs> yeah, especially twenty-two. That's like Forget yeah. That. I was gonna say that's like getting twenty-two. 22 to them. Not a Palmetto. Hey, I don't know if you guys saw it. Real quick, Palmetto had twenty-two this weekend. They probably don't have any now. <laughs> not at four ninety-nine a box. Did you buy me some? Ooh. No. No, I should just. Wow. I doubt anybody bought anybody some except all of it was sold in probably I'll seconds. Take Three thousand rounds. Yes. The um. Were they boxes of fifty? Yeah. That's CCI. Nice. Actually, I came across some at Walmart. Boxes of fifty uh, for a dollar ninety nine. It's starting to pop. Did you buy them all? Uh, well, I only bought what it allowed. Oh. Walmart only allows Two. you to buy three. Oh, three. So I bought three. And then went it's back. It's starting to pop up. It really is. You didn't go back? No, because the same guy's there, and he goes, "Come on, dude." I walked around the store and came back, and he goes, you "Come on." You didn't. You didn't send Alexica. She was at work. 
You didn't have her come from work? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> was like, I'm was having a, a lot of trouble. It's like a 40-minute drive. What was your mustache? You didn't have your fake mustache handy? So you're still not getting to this part where why Alexa didn't go by. <laughs> no, the the part is I was wearing my fake mustache because that's what I do you in general. How much did a fake mustache off. cost you, huh? <laughs> Too much. You got money for fake mustache? You didn't get my money? <laughs> I didn't have any sunglasses. <laughs> uh, you should have had sunglasses. Squilly up. <laughs> <laughs> So cool whip. That's all I thought of. So, uh, but we do have another story where another guy did give somebody some ammunition. Oh yeah. For while well, he was trying to give ammunition to innocent bystanders. Ooh, he, oh, he was giving uh, ammo lead to poisoning. bullets first. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Acute lead poisoning. Yeah. And this, the surprising thing about this story, it has nothing to do with the story itself. The story was there was a party. Somebody who's shooting into the party. It was a party? No, I just read it. Okay. So apparently what it was, was they were leaving a party. It was like a group of like oh, four people. Yes. And they went to, they were getting to the car and there was a bottle of liquor yeah. sitting on the car. Interesting. And so a woman was standing in the in the group and there was another group there and she asked someone to remove the bottle. Yeah. And whoever she asked, that just wasn't what that happened. That was inappropriate. Yeah. Completely and utterly out Side like, the realm dare I get of my humanity. Off your car, yep. Into the house, gun comes out, beep bop beep boo, just really? starts shooting at the group of people. They took cover behind the car. Wow. Um, Clark Kent over here pulls his gun and just starts doing what he has to do. Yeah. Uh, the girl actually got hit. She's in the hospital. Oh. She took one in the leg and one in the back, or one in the arm, one in the back. And, one to an extremity a, and one to the back. And so our our intrepid hero... The uh, assailant is in critical condition, um, has been charged with attempted murder, and is on a $950,000 bond. Well, the most interesting thing about this story isn't this story. It's a good story. It has a fairly decent ending. The bad guy uh, gets well, holes, I think, extra holes put in him, and the, and the good guy mostly... Well, you guys away. are forgetting, or uh, you guys are missing the point where it said yeah. two unidentified people also shot at the group. Oh, yes. There two other people sh- from that random? other group. Everybody's so shooting at Two other people from the aggressor group also started shooting. But what happened when so the good guys started shooting. firing back? They, they all stopped. Boogied. Now, the thing I don't understand is this was, where great was this equal, at? Great Equalizer, as you where said. Where was this at? Chicago. This was in Chicago. Well, no, it couldn't have been. No, 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 no. No, because only the 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 bad guys had guns, and one good guy had the gun. And Chicago just—if this was a year ago, right—we'd be singing a different tune. Right. Wait, so the bad guys had guns? These these horrible people? I don't. How do they get guns? I don't. Magic. They can't own them in Chicago. You can't buy them in Chicago. Magic. You can't uh, own them. There's no. They, they, whatever. That's not what. The point is, uh, this happened in Chicago, where, like you said, it couldn't have happened a year ago. Somebody else would have been probably killed in the on the the, the good guy group. Yeah. Uh, another point was our intrepid hero was a uh, active duty military. Is that what I heard? Did I read that right? They didn't give his. They didn't, yeah, they didn't give his status. They oh, they just said military oh, member. That. Oh, military member. Oh, they didn't say if it was active. Huh. Right. We we'll just pretend he is. We I'm assuming. He's I almost thought it was like an old guy, like just some random old dude. Random old dude at a, a party. Veteran. And then they said Could veteran. And then they my... said party, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Desert Storm, yeah. man. Desert, Desert Storm vet. <laughs> Respect. Maybe it was like a a petting party, you know, like a petting what? zoo party. Oh, they didn't say what kind of party it was. It could have been a, a bounce house yeah. castle what? party. But, yeah. No, we're just gonna gloss over that. Don't. Uh, so. <laughs> like a like a My Little Pony party. 
Yeah, like a brony party. What? He could have been a brony. What? Uh... <laughs> yeah, friendship is magic party. Yeah, they could have had Applejack and uh, dude, Rainbow dude, Dash. What are you? What? What are we talking about? Like. Stop I'm glad everything. you don't. I'm glad Stop you don't everything. Know. If you knew what I was talking about, I'd make fun of Scott you. Scott and I have had this discussion, and oh, I didn't know man. what he was talking about originally. Let's let's delve into that, Scott. No, you no, we shouldn't. No, no, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. We should not delve. I have a six year old daughter. I have every excuse. Yeah. Scott's ah. allowed to know what it was, and then yeah. I, I somebody said the word brony, and I didn't know what it was. And then a few years later, because evidently this has been around a while, I looked it up, and found myself in the odd position being a father of a six-year-old daughter that uh that you are a brony. I could be considered a brony in some circles <laughs> yeah a brony is a male usually of high school or middle school age who is a fan of my little pony friendship of magic the tv show and i'll tell I you i can literally hear like you can hear the sound of followers walking away from, <laughs> our, from our podcast he's saying i'm alienating scott I say it again. <laughs> Stop alienating our fan base. No, it's I my daughter likes the show. It's it's on in the background and I see a lot of it. I've seen a lot of shows that I did not want to know about. No, what we do there's, here there's is red meat and high definition sports <laughs> on flat screens. Sports ball. I like Guns. sports ball. You're missing Bikinis. all of it. You're missing all of it. Red meat, that would be the ponies. Yeah. Flat screens would be what you watch them on. With I watch, H, I said HD Sports. They have sports ball on the, uh, My Little Pony. You don't have picture, Rainbow you Dash don't have is picture a member of picture. the. Uh, <laughs> I can't. That's so bad. They shoot. I can also hear the rainbows, sound of that shovel man. going. I don't think they do. Just digging that hole. You know what an alicorn is? Because I do. No. <laughs> is no, it a, like consider yourself lucky? Is it an owl? No. With a horn? An alicorn is a unicorn with pegasus wings. So it has both. Alicorn. Oh, yeah. Power blows your mind. So, Scott, you had been talking about the 922R uh, compliance for a while. 922R dance, yeah. Uh, So what's going on with Kalashnikov? They're introducing, is this a new rifle or is this an updated rifle, the IZ-132? So the IZ-132, which is uh, from Kalishnikov Concern, which I get, that's the new version of Saiga, right? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Um, the, the the importer, I guess, of the, uh, the IZ-132 has come out. He's going to help us out with that 922R nonsense that we have to put up with. So would you say that he was concerned about oh, the 922R compliance? That was bad. Well played. Can we do something else? Hopefully. We're done here. All right, so what is he going to so what are the changes? Forward. What are the changes? Uh basically that will make it compliant? Basically, uh, you go by the Sega and you want to do the quote unquote conversion, right? You want to put uh, double stack mags in it technically because the government has said that putting a full capacity magazine inside your Sega or your Kalashnikov concern is manufacturing a firearm, which sounds like a whole bunch of malarkey to me. Um you have to. It has to be 922R compliant, which means you have to have a certain number of U.S.-made parts in and on the gun. And by parts, I mean I'm saying that in quotes because parts ain't parts, sights aren't parts, um, things like trunnions are parts according to the ATF. So and magazines. But, but what they're and magazines. Oh, follower, uh, spring. Um, no follower. Yeah. No, not spring. Follower floor plate. 
and magazine body are parts. The spring is not. See? You learn something new every day. day. Like 2,000 years from now, uh-huh. uh, when our, this society is just covered in dirt. You know, we've just yeah. moved ourselves into We've been oblivion. gone, yeah, forever. And some some explorers are digging in and finding the fossilized remains of God uh-huh. knows. And they're going to crack into wherever the ATF is, and they're going to start reading these things, and they're going to be like, what? These are great ideas. What are these people <laughs> thinking? No, it's all laws. No, what they're going to do See? is they're going to go, how did they not achieve peace? <laughs> <laughs> Well, but what Kalishnikov concern is doing for the for the fans uh, of their guns is uh, they're going ahead and do the compliant stuff uh, themselves, so you can buy it already compliant. I guess that's the way to put it. Yeah, you can buy it pre-compliant, so you don't have to do all the crazy 922R dance. You don't have listen. There are interactive checklists on the internet, so you don't commit a felony by putting together your gun. With the wrong number of U.S. parts, ridiculous. But you got. I just watched Scott Twitch. Yeah, I've never seen it's, that before. It's so painful. No, it's. I'm just so sick of this ridiculousness. What does it matter whose fire control group is in the stupid gun? It, it's. It's a Saiga. It's a Saiga with a Tapco fire control group. It's a Saiga with a Saiga fire control group. It's a Saiga with a Romanian fire control group. You can't tell me that there's something fundamentally different about the Saiga just because of what if a fire control group is in it. That's not true. I got two words for you. <laughs> what? Leland Yee. I've got <laughs> I've got three words for you. Made in America. America. So you do. You, That's the you're, difference. You're telling me that. I get my We're side revitalizing again. the industry in a really pain in the ass way. <laughs> so what we, you, yes, they need, that's you know what? true. That's very they, true. They have. They need Mike Rowe. Okay. What what used to happen? What Ethan said hit on a very good point. What used to happen is they just took all the AK-47s and made them semi-automatic versions uh, of the fully automatic rifle. They made them. They put them on a boat. They shipped them over here by the boatload. And Americans, of course, they bought every single one they could bring over. The ATS said no. You can't import Kalishnikovs. So they went to their Cold War storage area, and they cut in half thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Cold War storage AK-47s. They put all the parts in bins. How and many? They shipped them over here. Lots. Oh. Like seven. Okay. What did I say? About seven. Oh, seven. Yeah. Eleventy. Eleventy billion. That's how many. Okay. <laughs> So they started cutting these things up, and they shipped them over here in parts, and they get over here, and they just slap them back together. You know, because Kalishnikovs basically are slapped together, right? So they basically use a U.S.-made receiver. Like that sentence? Or a fort. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> much much like my performance on this podcast, Kalishnikovs are just slopped together. So... The ATF said, "Well, we got to stop this. Oh, they're getting away from, they're getting around our importation laws, right?" Yes. So they said, "No, you can't manufacture a gun that can't be imported. If when you're done manufacturing, it's an imported configuration." But let's be honest. I'm gonna I, this IZ-132 looks right. like a Caltech slash Remington yeah, 870. Looks like a no, it doesn't. It's oh, you're talking because they put an M4 buttstock and uh. They don't have an M4 buttstock. That's yeah, what you don't get, right? Does. Yeah, no, the upgrade is the M4 buttstock. Um, 
Yeah, fully adjustable okay. CAA stock with 10 position extension. I'm going to go grab my AR out the truck. You guys can have all the fun. Okay, so so the one that is actually... The one they're talking about that, that's already 922R compliant is going to have the conversion done. It's going to have all the 922R compliance parts to make it a U.S.-made gun because it's no longer imported if you replace five parts somehow. So Okay, so the one, the one that looks like a hodgepodge of all kinds of different guns... The one that looks like Tapco threw up on it? That is... <laughs> That's the upgraded one? Yeah. That's the upgrade, yeah. Uh. Yeah. So the one with the 870 stock and the kel front and all that, that's, that's the, the original. That's the Saiga that you can go buy right now, yeah. You and I. And it's not 922R compliant. doesn't have to be. That's a Sporterized. sporter configuration. That's why. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what they I was saying. They can't import the, cool look, the good-looking one. Well, the gooder-looking one. They can't import that one under current law. Right. It's illegally imported. Well, you can't put it together or they can't put it together with imported parts in its configuration either. So you have to change over enough parts to make it U.S. made and you can put it together in this configuration. That's why I'm saying these laws don't make sense. People don't understand them. I'm in the industry and I barely understand them. I didn't even understand it. I'm looking right <laughs> at it. This is this is why this is... Thank goodness... That uh, Kalashnikov concern is concerned themselves with this and is putting together for us, so we don't have to worry about it. Because let's face it, nobody wants to be a felon because they put the wrong fire control group, muzzle device, or pistol grip on their silly little. Well, it looks AK. like it's actually going to have the a CAA stuff on it. Yeah, it's going to have CAA. Command grip. arms accessories. Yeah, which is odd because I thought that stuff was made in Israel. This has got to be U.S. made versions of the stuff, right? Because yeah, it's got to be. Anything's possible. Yeah. Be, well, it, doing the 922R dance, if you take off an imported part and put on an imported part, you haven't changed anything. It's still imported. Mm-hmm. You have to take off the imported part, put on the U.S.-made part, and do that enough times to make the gun no longer imported. Look, I don't believe it's that any of this stuff is actually happening <laughs> until the ATF makes you document you actually destroying the parts. Well, see, that's the thing is... Like, where's the recycler for all Nobody the, gets arrested for 922R. That's the thing. We all that's, worry that's about that 922R. Extra. That's like the, hey, the tack on. we can just pull you over We've because already got you, for a felony. you did this or that. We're going to add 922R in case we can't get you these other felonies we think we can get you. Because it is a felony to violate 922R, which is mind-boggling. But you're not going to get arrested for changing out no, a flash No, you could. Iron. You could. Let's just leave it at that. Well, it's still illegal. Possible. It's, it's still illegal. You, I don't I don't know of anyone who's been arrested that, for it. That's that a better, better way of yeah. saying okay, it. Because you better. could very well sure. be arrested for it's it. It's illegal. Do not do it. Now, Follow the compliance. The odd part of this law is only the manufacturer of a non-compliant gun is a felony. Possession is not. So if I built one for you, Ethan, and you went... And somebody said, hey, is that 922R compliant? You went, no, it's not. And they went, well, who manufactured it? And you go, well, Scott did. I'm the felon. You're completely legal. Um, so Is that a de facto grandfather? Is that like no, kind of that's just, no, no, no. The law only says the manufacturer, not the possession, not the sale, not the importation, not the none of it. Just the manufacturer of a gun. That that follow doesn't, doesn't follow and, the rules the, as a felony. The rules of manufacturing in the ATF's eyes is you taking a tool to the gun. That's no. the thing, isn't nope. it? Nope. There's no precedent. People. So people then, how did swear, you manufacture it? People swear that changing out the magazine on the gun is a manufacturing process, which I don't believe it is. 
I think you could. No, but that's what they can. That's what I'm trying to say. They can hit you with that. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Is so that if you in have the nine, eyes of yes. the a- ATF, yes. no, if, you're absolutely right. If you right. just take a wrench and you no, move you don't even need a wrench. Anything. I'm just saying, yeah. you do anything to right. manipulate that firearm and change it. That's like, a manufacturer. Take a piece yep. that comes off and take goes a piece on, off and put it back on, like the magazine. Like say, then an you a- have manufactured that firearm. Like say, let's pretend you could import an AR-15 if you could, right? Um. How how hard is it to swap out the handguards on an AR-15? Well, that's a part, quote unquote, right? Well, with a buddy, it's really easy. Well, yeah, if you have that Tapco tool that squeezes the mm-hmm. the, the, that's, the little thing. But that's for lonely people. I had basic training to help me uh, weed that one out, buddy. Oh no, it was. Uh, or, I use the Air Force. You're in the, you're in the Air Force now. You know to use a buddy. Or we can go run and do uh, physical things. And we're like, oh, it's okay. I'll get the handguards, please. <laughs> See that or the army? Yeah, I thought I you think. usually just bash it up against the corner of a concrete wall till those fall off and stick new ones on. That is also true. <laughs> or you get it stuck in the turret of a Bradley till it breaks in half. <laughs> you know? Why do I believe paperwork. that happens? So would know, but you know, just saying. But but according to the ATF, you manufacture a new gun by taking off those handguards and putting new ones on. It's, it's, it's insane. Or in the case of a, uh, you could be a felon. Like, say you have your your Kalashnikov Concern IZ-132, right? And it's got a Made in America magazine on it. That's three parts, by the way. And you take your Made in America magazine out, and your buddy hands you his mag, which has got some new fancy ammo in it, because you want to shoot it through your rifle. Oh, you better make sure that magazine is Made in America. Because you put in that gun, you mm-hmm. change the parts count, you now have an illegal weapon that's not importable status because you changed out the parts kind of sound illegal weapon. Man, it's just not making a part. Me it go doesn't like, make any sense. This is making well, me want to go like build off like a Nodak blank with like a green mountain barrel and just have the most American AK out there and then have like Gen 4 Glock. This upgrade. So it has American Well, here's, Glock, American here's the AK. problem. You can't you can't no. get all the parts your AK here in America. Now, let me tell you what the problem is. I'm looking at it right now. U.S. Palm? You can get all of the parts, quote-unquote, that the ATF says are parts. You can get all those parts made in the USA. All the parts that the, that the ATF says are parts, quote-unquote, you can get it here. Now, you can't get all the parts for an AK. There's nobody in America making trunnions. Really? There's nobody, no. There's nobody in America making, you know, uh, front sight uh, posts and gas blocks and things like that. None of that. the big shops are manufacturing? Nope. No. Well, there's probably some boutique somewhere that's making something, you know, one-offs. Uh, but trunnions, no. I haven't I seen a trunnion from anybody, yeah. Rear trunnion, front trunnion. Uh, rear sights? Nobody's making rear sights. They import them by the truckload. Why would you need to make one, right? Uh, not totally yeah. true. Texas Weapon Systems has one that mounts on the rail. Boom. Yeah, but... You've How's replaced the rear sight you with the that? rail system. You, you like can't that? just. I'm just not saying there's not an American-made standard AK rear sight. Oh, That's all yeah. I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah. There's not an American-made standard AK um, mag release that I'm aware. Welcome of. to Voiceover. Voiceover speaks to. Hi, Voiceover. Hello. What just happened? Am I supposed to leave now? Is this where I leave and you kill everyone? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It'd been awesome if it said yes. I would have left. Okay. Well, one of the problems I see with this is the uh-huh. okay. So they call the upgrade. It is the SU3 Sega upgrade. Of course. Okay. 
So the IC 132 <laughs> SU3 Sega upgrade? becomes becomes an IZ1. Okay, so the imp, the the regular sporterized rifle is uh-huh. the IZ132. Right. Okay, the upgraded version is the IZ132 SM. Okay. Okay, which is four hundred and one dollars more than the sporter version. That seems high. So that's what I was going to say. That's very high, that especially high. when you can go get a Colt. Usually, if you do the parts dance, if you do the parts dance, you're probably spending two hundred ish dollars on the upgrade parts, the the compliance parts. Right. Like right. That's right. that's why I'm saying why would so you do 400 that? So four hundred Yeah, you know though, you're getting an M4 buttstock, you're getting an upgraded pistol grip, you're getting a, a you're getting a muzzle device. Oh. You're getting a a four end. Uh, I think it's railed. Uh, yes, four sided yeah. rail. Uh, you're getting a magazine as opposed. And I muzzle assume break. you're getting a. I assume you're getting a muzzle brake. You're getting the the actual. You know, four hundred bucks ain't bad really, for a complete another what conversion. The, Plus, uh, it's an AK100 front end. It's not the Sega front. They end. also mm. it, they also oh, yeah, yeah, move yeah. the trigger guard forward. Yeah, they move the trigger where it should be. So it's desporterized. It's a full conversion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that's not a bad price. I take it back. That is a really that is but a really solid deal. But when you can go deal. and buy a AR for six seventy nine, delivered. This is this is not tough. a Wasser that you're that you're left with at the end. I know it's got CAA all over it, right? Which which you know. Eh. Um, but when you're done, you have a Russian Kalishnikov. I mean, you, you that's you that's make quality fun, stuff. But I'm not CAA making fun. Is, no, no, I mean, in you in general. I think CAA... The Russians yeah. use that. Like, the Russian the Israelis military. Use that. The Israelis use this yeah. stunt out of it. They use it a lot. Now, I personally don't like how it looks. I think it looks tactical as opposed to tactical or just yeah, cool. It, it looks like they tried to add so yeah. much function. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it doesn't even need to be in there. Yeah. Now, they have some things that I really like the design of. And maybe that's the problem I have with their stuff is their design. Not having to do with anything with form, function, or, you know, whatever. It's just their design puts me off. And I don't know what it is yeah. about it. Um, but they do have some products that I thought were absolutely brilliant. They have a side-folding stock for the Kalashnikov that is... The best looking side folding stock I've seen, you know, outside of the original AK100, you know, side folders mm-hmm. that you have to cut into things. Very expensive. Um, but they have one that goes on a full tang receiver that just looks gorgeous. It costs a fortune, <laughs> which is another odd thing. CAA runs the gamut from very inexpensive, good value, to ridiculously overpriced. To random five, $600 red yeah. dot site or whatever it is that random yes. red dot site yes. they have. Or they have their own version of a. Um, Oh, uh, a sniper rifle stock for an AR-15. Basically, their own kind of version of the Magpul PRS. It's about three times as much as Magpul PRS, which is insane. I mean, that puts it in a $600 range. Yes, it's expensive. It's $500 plus. What? Easy. It's yeah, it's called the something sniper stock. I, I must have missed that part. It goes well with my super sniper scope. Yes, I think it might be super sniper stock. Anyways, uh, so CAA has some very interesting stuff. They've been around a long time. The the military does use them. The Israeli military loves their stuff. Um, and so you know, there's nothing wrong with CAA. I don't think. Um, I don't prefer it. Uh, it's kind. It's kind. It's of a, hard for me to justify a thousand plus dollar rifle. What are we in the nine hundred dollar ballpark with this thing? No, four hundred dollars plus. It's one thousand and fifty dollars. It's hard for me to justify a thousand dollar rifle that's covered with CAA stuff. But it is a you know a a Russian AK forty seven 
in the end. Or an AK-74, because they're doing this, you mentioned, for the 545, didn't you? Yes. Yes. So there's no... An AK-74 in 545 is just about as modern a fighting weapon, uh, Soviet bloc style, Russian style, as you can get. And this is the most accurate version you can get outside of a yeah. arsenal yeah, it goes, it works. or a, a, a boutique build, which will cost you more. The Either five point, one. Uh, the 5.45 uh, or the IZ-240. IZ-240, yeah, there you go. That's what it would be. Why wouldn't they call the IZ-545? Wouldn't that be easier? Of course. Okay, just checking. Well, speaking of plastic, um, some people printed a gun, and now we're having it demonstrated again, but apparently this one's not blowing up. This one, one, it's not a funky-looking single-shot doohickey uh, like Look, we've seen in the past. It looks like it's based on like either a Ruger 1022. It's a Ruger Charger, which yeah. is basically a pistol version of a Ruger 1022. And now, don't get me wrong, these guys didn't, uh, they didn't print a stock, and they didn't print a bolt, and they didn't print a, a barrel, but they did print the receiver, which is pretty impressive. So we have a 3D printed... less explosions. We have a 3D printed receiver... For, and if it works on a charger, it'll work on a full-size 1022 rifle, yep. which is just brilliant. Um, and this has got me excited because I'm kind of gathering up parts. I've been gathering up parts for a little while for a 1022 slash charger build, um, which might be a little SBR doohickey by the time I'm done with it. <laughs> why don't you just pocket rifle? Why don't you just fly out there? Well, I'll just no. I just need print a machine. One. That's what I mean. Fly out oh, there. Fly out there. Print, print one. Just bring go talk right? to them. Go do an interview with hit them. Hit the print button. Yeah, hit the print button. Then you've manufactured it and Ooh, bring it home. That's a good idea. It's the printer labeled charger. Printer labeled charger. I like that. That's like what? What printer, guys? Which which printer we networked on? Which it, it's the one that says it's charger. <laughs> it's the one that says this prints guns. <laughs> the um, best part is you show up with like a ream of paper. Sure. Brought a my ream own of paper. Brought, brought my some, own. Brought some paper to make our gun out of. Is that cool? Is this what we print on? So uh, they successfully test-fired this thing, I assume? Hi, I'm Buck Ofama, and this is the 3D-printed Ruger Charger. The receiver was printed in two sections on an inexpensive, small-format 3D printer, and the sections were crazy glued together. What? The rest of the parts That's were crazy. purchased on the Internet with no background check or paperwork. This gun doesn't exist in any government database. I've never fired this before, so hopefully it won't explode and kill me. Loud little thing. It's got a very short barrel. Well, that seems like a successful test. Okay, so this guy, so he printed though a he did nothing, he didn't do anything printer. wrong. He, um, yeah, he did it on a small format because he said he glued all the parts together. Though he didn't do anything wrong, he still disguised his voice. Or maybe he's got one of those really weird voices. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, he, jokes no, on I everyone. Don't, he actually thought it was going to be hidden, and they're like, that's my that's actual it. voice. I don't think that's Okay, so he fires it, and it goes bang, and it doesn't go boom. Yeah. So this guy, well, this is impressive. This is even more impressive than One a big company. One is better than it. zero. <laughs> Let's put it that way. This is, uh, I'm quite impressed with this. I'm really happy about this. So, well, this means that maybe not as a as a viable long-term option, you can make 1022 receivers out of polymer. That's what we're talking about here. Now, I don't know the longevity of this gun or, you know, if you put 10,000 rounds to it like, and pass it down to your children like you can with a regular Ruger 1022. Something tells me that's not. 
But the fact that, you know, you can make a... a if he used Gorilla Glue, maybe he could. <laughs> like, I'm telling you not to take this gun in the bath with you. Like, oh, not a bath gun. Yeah. That's not the gun to take. I only take my Glocks in the bath. Bingo. Well, that's you're okay with that. Yeah. yeah that's, that's my good plastic. That's my, that's my shower gun. So the... Uh, but I'm really excited about the future. I mean, are we going to be able to just, you know, pull down, go to LimeWire, download an M16, you know, thing, and, and hit the Lime print wire. button? Yeah. They don't, Bear they don't share, have that. They don't Napster. have that anymore, do they? They don't do that anymore? Napster of gun parts. No, torrent. We doing torrents? We're not doing torrents. You're looking at me like we're not doing torrents. I don't, I don't do torrents. I've we're never done torrents. a torrent to begin with. I didn't know how wow. to when it was a thing. I did torrents, so I don't know. I guess I'm behind the times. Piracy hurts everyone, Scott. No. Don't feel things. Piracy hurts everyone. You don't have to delete all that. You're, you're basically admitting to doing that. No, I didn't say I downloaded stolen stuff. I said I'd use torrents. That's, isn't that, like, de facto illegal? So, no. I don't, torrents, I don't basically torrents is... There's uncopyrighted no, no, on. stuff on torrents. Torrents, the, the, the big thing about torrents is all you're doing is you're dividing up a large file spread across multiple people. So you download a, one file from multiple people. So, in other words, you can download things that are public domain so you're crowdsourcing or... crowdsourcing file data, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Now, what it's used for is piracy. Yes. Okay. Everybody understands that. Let's finish off with the NSF study. NSSF, there was an NSSF study on stuff. Oh, I bet you it's gun-related. Uh, millions of shooters, billions of dollars. Yes, yeah, so... I uh, like that saying better than the NRAs. What is the NRAs? We're millions with our $25. Oh, okay. No, do, do, you I not, was, do you not know that? No, I don't You haven't seen that? The where they, no, what about you, Ethan? Have you seen that? I think so. <laughs> Good talk. Maybe yeah. you talk. really added, you know, to the podcast. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm thinking we could start that over, maybe. Yeah. So there was a no the NSSF no, started started oh. over. So the NSSF no like really started over. Welcome to the Gun Show podcast. All the way over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm glad Ethan picked up on that because I really did not. And I'm gonna hit record now. So the end. Oh, <laughs> that was good. That was oh, good. Man, I just need more expletives, man. I didn't curse enough. I didn't rant on anything. He could still. I can rant. I got to rant. Wait, what do you have? What are you gonna rant about? Yeah, well, your last rant was crap, weak. Dude. Your I last, was... your last rant got cut. Your last rant yeah, was unrantful. You were like, I'm gonna rant. I'm gonna rant. So, so I'm kind of worried. I don't really know how about the wind. Okay. You can't right. have like that. All right, all right. Fuck you. You know what? I tell you what, man. I tell you what. I like chocolate. Do you yeah. like chocolate? Fuck it. You want to rant? All right, let's do it. Everyone buckle up. Wait. Go. Go. Anger. So I'm sitting at work today, and I'm and I'm doing what I do. And part of that involves, I'm just scrolling through dozens of products, hundreds of products. And a lot of it was self-defense items for women. And I look at it, and I'm really starting. All of a sudden, it kind of like washed over me, and I was like, holy shit. This is ridiculous. And it was that kit. That's what got me, Sky. Oh, it was that I know what kit. It was like a women's, and I'm seeing like the pink camo and oh. the the this and the zombie and the whatever. And I was like, this is so much bullshit. They are making products that are literally designed or marketed to keep you alive, and it's the most hokey, fucking camoed out. Bullshit, drivel. It's like party favors. It was like looking at p- 
party favors that happened to be filled with pepper spray and 500,000 volts. And, and I'm watching it, and I finally came upon this kit. And it was a women's self-defense thingy kit thing. And it had, like, peephole covers, a door jam monitor, and there was something else. And then to cap it off, rape, date rape coasters. You are hearing me correctly when I say date rape coaster. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what a date rape coaster is. I don't know. No one. What? What are you? What is it? A fucking shuriken starred coaster thing that you, you pick it up and you throw it at like ah like uh what odd job? You're like oh looks like it's getting rapey here. Boom odd job star. Like wh- and it re it, it started getting under my skin like we're laughing, but it's getting under my skin because I'm like people are gonna die. Like this is like someone's really gonna and I mean the thing is I field calls like people call and they say hey. I had this go on or this, that, the other thing, and I'm really looking for something. So I'm, and I'll, I'll give them what I think they should have. But I look at all this other crap that I think of all the people that I don't talk to that'll just come in and see it. Or, or some guy, one of you f- trolls at a gun store that's like, well, here there, little lady. You don't need to you don't need to put that there Glock there, Dan. You don't need none of that. Just get you one of these here little pepper spray, put it on the keychain there. Look like it. Look like uh, lipstick. You know? F*** you, dude you seriously someone's gonna pull that out and the guy's gonna be like oh look hot sauce thanks all right now it's murder time (laughs) like now you're just sriracha human like that's all it is (laughs) i'm I'm trying to like i could go so many different directions with this and it just reached such an apex with that kit I was like, this is what... We have problems with anti-gun people. We have problems with people who don't give a shit about guns one way or the other and get, you know, de facto turned to anti-gun. And then we have shit like this from our own side of the house. This industry is so filled with drivel. Like, there's so many cool things that come out of it, and then you jump into the low end of the industry. It's like the triple X store, it's like low the, end porn store of the gun industry. And the it's low like, end porn seriously. store. Seriously. The as seen on TV. Yeah, this oh, is the as Yes, yes, yes. This, this would be on an infomercial. as seen on TV Exactly. of the gun industry. Pink, muddy girl camo in a fake leather keychainy thing. And I, I'm telling you, I'm the first one. When I, when, I, when, I, when I was, I think, 18, I started carrying. I had a little thing of pepper spray pink? on the... on the. On, it actually wasn't pink, oddly enough. It, was before <laughs> I, it actually was before I got into pink. But I'll tell you what. And I carried it, and one day we got it out and used it, and we sprayed someone with it just to see. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah, it did. We were like, you bought it. <laughs> like, that- we were like, I don't know what this is. But don't worry. Don't worry. You can go buy a display pack of like 64 <laughs> units of pepper spray with the display case because we need that. They need that in every gun store, right? Only if it's got the... You know, no, the other c- problem is Hollywood doing that shit with stun guns where you come up behind oh. them, they pop you with a stun gun. It's like, oh, immediately goes into a 93-hour coma. <laughs> what? What is that? You ever stuck your finger in an electrical socket before? What would you do? Go into a coma? No, you went, ooh, not doing that anymore. That's a terrible idea. Or if you're that special someone, you did it again just to reconfirm what you what happened the first time. Did that really hurt? And then you're like, why does my skin smell like toaster strudel? Like what? What? what, what? And we and people people buy this shit, and there's people that get into ah. I, I guess it's like maybe the world's not as dangerous as we think it is. Like it is really dangerous, but luckily it's not that dangerous that people aren't getting into it like every single day with 
crappy knives, crappy pepper spray hot sauce, and, you know, two 9-volts wrapped in some aluminum foil with a <laughs> plastic case around the outside of it, and they're calling it a stun gun. Like, I hope, I guess that just seems to be the case, that, you know, no one's getting their bluff called on the regular. So, I just, I, I, I even sat there today, and I was like, I know what my rant is for the day. So, there, you know, I... Basically, what I'm getting at, and I, I like, I'm not going to just leave you hanging here. We're like, well, he cursed a lot. We really didn't get anything from that. But uh, do some research. We have the Google. There is literally no excuse. If you're listening to this podcast, you're not one of those people that doesn't have the internet, so I'm not talking to you. <laughs> so use the point. Google. That's a very good point. Google things. If you want, I'm not telling you not to carry a taser. There are some great, less than lethal options out there. There really are. The JPX. Uh, the, is the Kimber, not Kimber. Duo, yeah, the, the Kimbo, Kimber. Well, there's the, the Pepper Blaster, which is the over-under. Actually, the guy at the S, the um the Seattle, the college shooting that stopped the Pepper, stopped it with Pepper Spray, yeah. that's what he had. The Kimber, oh, yeah, the Kimber Pepper, Pepper Blaster. blaster. Yeah. You want ca- that because it shoots a foam. It doesn't shoot. No, no, it, it shoots a charge. It shoots oh, it's yeah, not just it's a, a, a spray. It's a capsule pressurized with a primer. Oh, it, it blows fires. it out It goes there. pop. Like, it goes bang. Oh, like, you shoot like it. Like a party favor. Like, 500 feet yeah. per second hits him in the face. That's good stuff. I mean, that's... And the JPX, which is the one that's an actual... They're like three or four hundred bucks. Uh-huh. And it's two... It's a side-by-side. You oh, just, yeah, It's yeah. a break open and you throw a new cartridge in it. Those things are mean, like... They make a Vanguard axe. I had some buddies that have Vanguards for those things, and they carry and, them when they can't carry a gun. And Taser does make civilian versions of their cop yes. stuff. The if you C2, would like a Taser, the Taser called? C2. It's the just kind of the downgraded. It actually looks like the thing from Star Trek. It does. That's yeah. literally Pretty what cool it looks like. Phaser. You probably pull that out. Somebody think you're but guys, shooting them with if, the like, Phaser. And there's been a lot of Don't these. Don't worry. It's such yeah. a stunt. Ah. <laughs> we just need an Asian guy. We got ourselves in a way too. Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm not wearing a red shirt. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You said a Wade team and I had to pull up the red shirt deal? Uh, disclaimer, I'm not a Trekkie. The, yeah, yeah, you are now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We the, just made you one. The red shirts always die. The red shirt always dies. In That's the first the Star joke. Trek? In the original Star Trek. There was always an away team. They always had a random red shirt guy go with them. Because he oh, was going to get usually killed. usually another guy that always dies first. That's the, no, the red shirt guy dies. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, I tell you what, if you like what you hear, tell a friend. The only advertisement we do is word of mouth, your mouth. And so d- d- tell everybody. Put some uh, put some wind in our sand. I do my best marketing work in, like, the uh-huh. darked-out, non, non-security cameraed corners of, like, behind Walmarts and Targets. Pe- you find people in random places. Hey, man, do you, li- do you listen to podcasts? Hey, take a card. Boom. I told you to leave those people alone. They seem really receptive at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I know pepper sprayed up. I mean. (laughs) They get really huggy, I hear. What I'd like you to do, though, is come to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast. Send us a message right on our wall. You still say that? Yes. Okay. Right on our wall. Don't poke us. I don't respond to being poked. <laughs> I don't think you no one knows can what that is. That? Even people that yeah, poke. Yeah, you can still poke. Even people that poke. Don't tell me you know what poking is. I poke you. No, you, you didn't. You don't even know what you just did. You don't know. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> a nerve was hit. Mini social media rant of the day. Now what? What? <laughs>